It is Correct Opinions on Wrestling. I'm George. I'm Melissa. And tonight we're going to review AEW Dynamite from uh, Monday. Monday? Wednesday, Wednesday, March 10th. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's <laughs> we don't need to there. edit that. Get your hand off the mouse. Raw yeah. talk, baby. Anything can happen. Like you don't know what day of the week it is anymore. I, I don't. Time has no meaning. All right. We start out the night. We got Ray Phoenix comes out with Pac versus Matt Jackson. Nick's out there with him. And uh, I don't know if you've noticed lately the Lucha Brothers cool-ass shirts. They opened a store in California, and uh, it's called the Republic of Lucha. You should check it out because they have great shirts on there. Just saying. Just, and they're going to sell, like, mer- like uh, full wrestling gear. Nice. So, and, like, masks and stuff. So. You said those masks were pretty damn expensive. Well, yeah. Are they, they ring-worn? I think I saw somewhere that they're going to sell their ring-worn gear. I don't know if that's in the shop yet. But okay. No, they have, like, really nice ones that aren't worn. Nice. But, um, yeah, so that's that. Paid ad. So, this match is happening. While it's happening, we have Christopher Daniel and uh, Kazarian watching. Because apparently they're the number one contenders. Those were weird cuts. Like, Why? I don't know. I just thought it was weird just cutting to their faces. Just making their trying to pretend they're paying attention faces. They paid attention. All so right, what's well, weird about it? I don't know. I just It was just like, oh, that's a, that's a random shot. Oh, well, I thought it was fine. They're I'm, just watching the match because they're number one content. They're scouting. Do you like how I'm critiquing the cinematography of the uh, wrestling <laughs> yeah, what's show? what's wrong with you? If you're going to say something weird in a professional wrestling show, it better be fucking weird. Mm. Real weird. You're watching wrestling. So they're watching. Uh, I thought it was funny that the commentators... So apparently after this, they're going to have a word from Moxley and Eddie Kingston... And uh, I feel like commentary was tiptoeing around the whole thing. Like, they didn't want to make any comments about it. They just want the fans to see what Mox and Eddie have to say about it. Yeah, because they said all they needed to say on uh, (laughs) Sunday night. Yeah. So, I mean, this was a great match. I mean, how could Ray Phoenix and Matt Jackson not have a good match? The the spin kick to uh, Matt's face by Phoenix off of the turnbuckle was crunchy. I think that's the only way to describe that. You know what I'm talking about? No, I'm not sure which one. It's like he got like a parkour little move off the I turnbuckle. I think it, yeah. He does, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He does that. Yeah, that, that felt like it was a real kick. Yeah. Uh, a couple of nice destroyers with one on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a really great mini clinic at the end. Yeah, they're like no selling. Yeah, then there were the two super kicks. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's always nice when you end with a clinic. Yeah. Um. So Phoenix ends up winning, pinning Matt after a nasty pile driver. And uh, yeah, this is great. I can't wait to see more from the Young Bucks and Pack and Phoenix. Was it Matt who broke his rib a while ago? Uh, I think so. Why? Because now he's trying to break his neck too. Jesus. <laughs> Yep. Where the fuck did that come from? I just noticed. Like, all right. Well, mock me if you must. Ridicule if you. What was that? What was that? Ridicule if you. Oh, must. did he break his rib? Cause uh, <laughs> I think he's trying to break his neck. I've got a neck to match. But honestly, oh like, I feel like 
Maki Ito and her match at the buy-in got dropped really hard on her head. Yeah. I feel like now you've got Matt Jackson getting dropped on his head. I'd like to see them be careful with that. People get dropped on their head all the time. But it just looks... It's fine. They're professionals. Fine. They're fine. professionals. They know what they're doing. Okay, it's when, fine. When did you turn to a weird old man? Well, I would say my birthday here, but I don't want the people to have that information. Oh, they can find out anything they want. Yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing as being off the grid. We're big on the dark web, baby. <laughs> All right. Correct on. opinions on wrestling.onion. Oh, my God. All right, moving on. Then we get finally get to Kingston and Moxley saying what they have to say about Sunday, which the first time I watched this Dynamite, I couldn't even pay attention to the first match because I was so waiting to hear from them. And uh, we cut to them. They're sitting. They're drinking in front of a table with a little fire in the middle. Well, Eddie's drinking. Mox looks like he's uh, sleeping one off. Yeah. And Eddie Kingston gives his reasoning for why he sold that sad explosion. And apparently it was an anxiety attack. I called that. You did. You 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 said that was something he could do. And it worked. Ooh, it was my idea. Yeah, Eddie Kingston called you and asked asked you what your your idea was. I never said that. <laughs> I'm just saying I called it and it worked. He had an anxiety attack cuz last time he's been that anxious, he was like going to prison or something. He was in a holding cell and <laughs> They're sending them to Rikers. I send you to Rikers, boy. Gonna send you to Sing Sing, boy. Ew, nobody wants to hear you do an impersonation. That wasn't him. an impersonation. <laughs> God damn it. If it was an impersonation, I would have tried to do his accent and <laughs> failed miserably. Oh my God, this podcast is fucking in the shitter already. What's happening? All right. <laughs> You're such a judgmental <laughs> asshole. You're just like, I'm not prepared for these things. You're just throwing at me. You are. Oh, and I have to respond to him. All right. Then uh, he talks about, he's talking to Kenny. He's saying, this is real. He puts his hand in the fire. He says, this isn't video games. <laughs> then uh, Moxley chimes up. They're talking. They're talking about how the bomb was paid for by Impact, which was a great, hilarious line. I feel like that was off the cuff. Yeah, it was because it, it seemed like Moxley was, Mox, it caught Moxley and he thought it was funny. But yeah, they're saying, uh... Moxley saying he got his drinking buddy back and uh, telling uh, Eddie he could have come out sooner because he was getting his ass kicked. And, you know, it was just funny. I feel like just go fucking watch it if you haven't seen it. You probably have already seen it. But if you haven't, go watch it because it, we can't do it justice. I liked how before um, he said he, um, you know, before he said, I wish you would have come out a little sooner. Mm -hmm. I like that he called back to their feud and said, I knew that wasn't you out there. I knew that mm. wasn't you. And Eddie's like, World title does strange things to a man. Yeah. Yeah, it was just really well done. I feel like it was one of my favorite promos ever. Look, I know you don't like when, you know, non-tag teams team up. Oh, yeah. I would love to see these two get the tag belts. I don't want them to. I want them just... I, they need to be in the main picture for me. Okay. I want them both in the, the heavyweight belt picture. You don't think they're going to try to use this to keep Mox out of that for a while? Maybe. Maybe. I do like to see actual tag teams have the belts. 
I mean, I say that after I'm, I said I can't wait for Ray and Pac to fucking right. have their feud. But I don't think they're going to get the belt. I, I don't think the Young Bucks are going to drop yet. But, yeah, it's just something that, like, irritates me when, like, people are just, like, put together and it's like, now you're a tag team. I feel like tag teams are an actual entity. These people have been working together. They work off each other. And I just feel like that's a real tag team. It delegitimizes, like, the division if any I two people so. can come together. Doesn't it, though? If you could just pick two people and put them together, it's like all of a sudden they have the chemistry to beat two people who've been working together for fucking years or decades. I feel Does like it you, not delegitimize them? I feel like you can kind of get around it if, A, you acknowledge, like, you know, oh, they're not really historically a tag team, so they might be at a disadvantage. And, B, if they have some history other than in the ring, like, you know, when Hangman and Kenny were together, you know, no, they were never really tag team wrestlers. But they have that background in the elite. And then, you know... Oh, that's Eddie, a bunch of bullshit. Then Eddie and Mox, you know, they're really close they're friends from buddies. childhood. And now drinking buddies. I mean, I guess. I mean, I, it's all personal opinion how you feel about it. I don't like it. You're a purist. Yeah, when it comes to tag teams, I'm a purist. But I really love this promo. It was actually one of my favorite promos ever. There's something uh, just off the cuff and like hilarious and the way they play off each other is really great eddie kingston saved uh sunday night yeah i mean it it was fixed so goddamn easily it's hilarious <laughs> people were fucking crying about it and now it's oh they said something funny okay everything's gold now yes <laughs> they fucking fixed it all right so we have our next match we have cody versus seth gorgas who apparently came out of a wrestling video game create a character glitching out <laughs> I never, i've never heard of him um cody comes out and he gives his belt to a fan which damn you cody for fucking being a nice guy <laughs> so this match only lasts like what 30 seconds the guy taps out of a figure four um and then we get to what this was really about tony comes into the ring um Shabani. yes I, I need to differentiate between the two i forget sometimes yeah, and he asks about Cody's shoulder. And then who should pop up from out of the stands but Penta? Oh. Telling Cody to shut up. And then he has uh, Alex Abrahantes translating for him. And he says he's the Lord of Lucha Libre. And goddamn, does that man look fucking cool as shit in his suit I, and I, his lucha mask? I was going to say... There's clearly setting up Penta to be the heel here. Um, but even putting aside my disdain for Cody, how am I supposed to root against someone with a blazer like that? He looks so fucking cool. And I love it when they let the wrestlers speak in their native language. Like, it's not that they can't do it in English, but there's something about, like, when you let someone speak their native language, language it just comes out really, it flows well, and it just comes out really cool. It just works better on television, I think. Yeah, it, but he, he switches back to English to tell Cody... Pretty much, this is word for word, but pretty much he's lucky that Penta didn't fuck up his arm real bad so he couldn't hold his baby. And Cody takes off into the stands and they brawl. And yeah, I don't know how I'm supposed to root against Penta. I'm, I'm not, so, I can't. He's so cool. But uh, yeah, so we'll be having some Cody. I think actually next week on the St. Patrick's Day Slam. Oh my God. Because that's the name of next week's Dynamite. We're going to have Cody versus Penta, and it's going to be awesome. That's exciting. I'm I'm pretty hyped for that. That's yeah, going to be cool as hell. 
So then we get to the backstage segment with uh, old Chuck and Orange Cassidy at the arcade. And Orange is sitting at a Fast and Furious car machine, which I thought was hilarious. Because the boy loves his Fast and Furious. All I ask is that they maintain canon, and they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. So he's having a little uh, a little arcade nap at that machine. Mm -hmm. uh, Chuck says, basically, let's have one more match. If you win, I'll be your forever butler. Forever butler. But it's not going to be just any match. It's going to be... An arcade lumberjack match, and that's not Wait, what they, they call it. That's not what they call it, but I'm basically calling it that because they're gonna set up the arcade machines around the ring and put uh, put their heads through every single one of them. How the fuck is that a lumberjack match? Because they're surrounding the ring. I think it's gonna be a lot like their brawl with the cars against Santana and Ortiz, but instead of cars, it's just machines. Instead of you know Santana and Ortiz, it's fucking Miro and Kip. Yeah. So, so that continues. I hope this is it. I hope this is the blow-off match. No, this is going to keep happening until Trent comes back. Where do they escalate from this? Trent, come back, please. Trent. Get better, Trent. Come back, Trent. <laughs> please end this. I mean, an arcade machine match might be fun. Just feels... I was going to say it feels gimmicky. If It is gimmicky, and you know, that's fine. A lot of the time, that's really entertaining, but uh, I guess we'll see whether or not it is. And also, are they going to put, you know, so are they going to put those machines around, or, you know, is it going to be from their personal collection? Who gives a shit? Because if it's just generic arcade cabinets, what do they care if they break them? Is it just the principle of the thing? It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with the principle, it's just weapons. I guess. I guess I'm. If just... someone comes out to a chair, do they need to have an emotional connection to the chair? Absolutely. <laughs> what the fuck? It's called world building. <laughs> what are you even talking about today? I just feel like you're coming up with shit out of nowhere, and I don't even know how to respond to it. Just trying out some new stuff. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it is. Oh my god. Okay, so the next we have Shivani, and he's uh, interviewing Sting. He's celebrating. He says Stinger gets a win. Darby gets a win. Stinger gets a win. I feel like Sting is just Darby's dad and is going to take him out for ice cream and soda after that. I know, the... but I feel like actually happy for Sting. I do he too. Seems, he seems like legitimately happy that he got to have a match and win. <laughs> like, this is so good. I'm happy for him. But there's an interruption in the interview and out comes Lance Archer and Jake the Snake. And I don't even know what the fuck Lance Archer's talking about. He's talking about like... He didn't need to be in the face of the revolution match because he already is. And he's going to take time. Basically, he just comes out and rambles. So I don't know if we're setting up some kind of Lance Archer sting shit going on. I feel like we must be. And I also feel like uh, Jake the Snake giving uh, old Penta a run for his money as the best dressed of the night. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. He's got on that fucking snake shirt. Snake paneled pants and some colorful tennis shoes. Fuck it. Found my look. <laughs> oh, so, yep, that happened. And then um, we get to Ethan Page versus uh, Nightmare Family Minion 2029. Is that the year or his number? Both. It's from the future. It's Lee. It's Ethan Page versus Lee Johnson. He's got QT with him. And uh, I couldn't hear 
any okay. I don't know if this is like a whole nationwide thing. Was it this... was. It oh, was. Okay. If you were watching on the TNT stream, I don't think it was on the fight stream or on other sources. But if you were watching this from the TNT stream, you just got to hear a bunch of basketball bullshit while you're trying to watch the match. There was audio from a basketball game playing. Okay, so Ethan Page is brand new to the company. He's fucking doing his promo. His, his first, first promo! His first promo for his match. I didn't hear a damn word of it because I'm hearing like fucking a crowd cheering and like Defense. Sn and sneakers Defense. squeaking and like random music and what a fuck up. What a massive fuck up. What is, I don't know whose fault this is, but fix the damn audio. I, I don't know how there was basketball audio playing, but basically I couldn't play, pay attention to this match. I already had a fucking headache. And then, like, hearing the audio from the show mixed with the audio of a basketball game, I was so irritated. <laughs> I couldn't pay attention to any of it. I don't know that, if I'm being completely honest, um, I don't think I would have cared about this match even if the audio had been fine. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't hear the promo. Basically, here's what I got from it. Ethan Page is a bad guy. You have a new signee, and you have his first match against basically one of Cody's putty patrols. Yeah, I mean, I think Lee Johnson's actually a really good wrestler. He just doesn't have, like, any wrestling character. Right. Like, I don't have any reason to root for him. And, yeah, so basically, Ethan Page is a bad guy. I feel like he needs to have another promo next Wednesday to make up for this, because who the fuck is he, and why the fuck should I care? Yeah, so after the match, here's the story. Ethan Page is beating down Lee Johnson. QT's right at ringside, does nothing walks away, and Dustin comes out for the save. So, is this match about building up Ethan Page, or is this just to further the QT wrestling story? I'm gonna guess the uh, the second one, because <laughs> I feel like everything revolves around the Nightmare family, so we're gonna... Oy vey. We're gonna further that little angle, and uh, new guy, yep, stick him in with Matt Seidel, and no. the other perpetual mid-carters. Oy. Okay, so next we have, ooh, this this is my second favorite thing. My first favorite thing going on in wrestling right now is Moxley and Kingston. My second, very close second, is Hangman and the Dark Order. So we have Marvez, and he's interviewing Hangman, who's on his new lawnmower. Oh. He asked him about the money, the money he won, and, and he goes through all the things he bought. But he says he gave most of the money... To the Jacksonville Public Education Fund. That just warms my heart. God damn. And if Coward Tony, I know it's kayfabe, but if Coward Tony didn't shoot donate, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> That's going to be a scandal. Coward Tony, book that donation. Oh, actually he needs to. Right? Now that you fucking said it, that's true. You can't you just can't drop that. You can't be going on, on shows and saying you donated money and then like no one donated any money. Somebody better have donated money to that. Is it a real thing? It's got to be hope. a real thing. But yeah, so he's a good guy. And the Dark Order comes out and they all hop on the lawnmower to go for a little ride. It's just good. The whole thing's good. It makes me happy. He's taking them for ice cream. He's taking them for goddamn ice cream. This, this is, is just great. This is just A+. Plus. It makes me feel good. It makes me happy. We you know what? This is what people fucking need to see. Like, everything is so fucking miserable in the world. 
I just want to see happy good things, for the love of God. More of this, please. <laughs> I need it so bad. This is the only way that you're going to be able to vanquish the evil of uh, Kenny Omega and Kiz Brothers. Is through the power <laughs> of friendship. Wait, are we saying Kiz now or Chiz? They say Kiz, but I like I'm going to say Chiz. Not that that's important. The Chizzy Brothers? No, ew, you made it gross. Don't put that E sound in okay, there. That, that was the line. <laughs> yeah, you, you took it too far. I didn't like it. Too far to the sign on uh, Wings of uh, Kids. No. Okay, moving on. Good All lord. Right. Okay, Shivani. I'm being judged in real time. <laughs> You're hearing it. All right, we have Shivani. He's about to ugh, he's about to introduce Christian Cage out for an interview. When who should pop out of the tunnel? The cleaner girls. What the heck? He's got new girls now. Every time he uh, defends the belt on pay-per-view, he should get two more girls. Yeah, because women are just objects to collect. He is the collector. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Kenny comes out. He comes out with Don Cal. His, the Chiz brothers are with him. But here's something I found interesting. No Young Bucks. What's going on with them and the Young Bucks? Well, I think clearly there's some tension there, and they've Something's kind of alluded happening. to that. A lot of it's been on BTE. Yeah. Um, I'm still not really sure, you know, what the relationship of BTE is to the show. I feel like sometimes they expect you to have watched it. Other times it's just like, here's a in-joke for the YouTube viewers. Do you get yeah. that impression? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think it really counts as much. Um, But, yeah. So on the show, no Young Bucks, but... The rest of them are there. And, um, basically, they won't confirm or deny whether or not they messed with the explosion on Sunday night. But, they're glad it happened. Because it ruined Eddie Kingston's star-making moment. And Eddie and Mox look stupid. You stupid boy. And they talk about how Eddie was dry humping Mox. Eddie oh doesn't God. like this. Eddie comes out. They tell him he's got 10 seconds to get out of the ring. The fucking countdown pops up on the screen. And Kenny Omega starts to mock Kingston, freaking out, saying, Oh no, 69 me, Don. And guess what? They do it. They fucking did it. And here's what's weird about it is because, like,. Does Kenny Omega it's, get hazard pay for having to be that close to Don Callis' crotch? Okay, um, it's already, like, a creepy thing to do. But he calls him, like, Uncle Don. This is the guy he's <laughs> known his whole life. And he's saying, Don 69 me. Earlier in the and promo. Then they, then they do it. Earlier in the promo, he even said, I, I guess everything everything didn't go according to plan, Mr. Callis. Yeah, he what called him Mr. Callis. It's weird. This is perverse. I mean, it's funny, but also, if you think about it for longer than a second, it's like, ooh. Well, if you pull at that thread, the whole business falls <laughs> apart. So, yeah, the countdown thing happens. Nothing happens. Callis but... talked a little bit about um, how he had Eddie Kingston an impact, mm. but fired his ass. Mm-hmm. Because he just can't quite grab that brass ring without Ooh. screwing it up. Oh, shit. I'm sick of the brass ring talk. Just a, just a little pet peeve. Mm. It was cool the first couple of times. It's like, oh, shots fired. But uh, let it go. Let it go. Yeah. So Kenny's in Eddie's face. He's mocking him. 
He tells him he can have the first punch, so he does it. A brawl breaks out. His fucking good old buddy, Mox, comes running out. Yes. There's a big brawl happen. All of a sudden, some music hits. JR does not recognize this music. Another but, countdown. But, oh yeah, it was a countdown. Is someone else getting 69? <laughs> no, it's Christian. <laughs> fucking Christian Cage comes out. He gets face-to-face with Kenny. Kenny goes to shake his hand. Christian refuses it. Christian's big time in the cleaner? Mm-hmm. Kenny goes in for a cheap shot. It gets countered, and just as he's about to drop Kenny on his face, Callus pulls him out, but he left his belt in the ring. Christian Cage picks up the belt and holds it up. And I'd have to say, it's, it's amazing to me that in the first part, half of this show... They absolutely fixed everything that went wrong with Revolution. Because not only did they fix the botched explosion ending, I care about Christian Cage now. I didn't care a single whit about Christian on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And now I want to see this program. Yeah, I'm so excited for Christian. I was like, I thought they were just going to bring him in and he's just going to be a mid-card thing. But the fact that he's in and he's already, like, facing off with Kenny. Like, I'm excited to see what's happening here. Because you know they're not going to, like... And that's the thing. Like, you know they're not going to just, like, drop the belt off Kenny this soon. Mm -hmm. So how do you keep him away from his, you know, inevitable destiny dropping to uh, Hangman? This is a You're great... pretty sure about that. I am. I am. Mm. I think it's going to be their first real homegrown star. Oh, Hangman? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know he was technically in the Elite in New Japan, but really, of, of everybody in the Elite, you know, Hangman was just kind of like the plus one. Nobody was like, oh yeah, that Hangman. Now he's my favorite. He is! He's my favorite. Yeah. So, that was that section, and uh, yeah, they fixed a revolution. And you know what? It wasn't even hard. It wasn't. They fucking, they nailed it. So, yeah, that was that. And can, next. Can oh. you imagine what would have happened if WWE had a botch like that and in their version of trying to fix did. it? You know what they would do? They would probably just pretend it never happened. And then, like, they would just edit in in future, like, recaps of it. Like, their own explosions. Yeah. <laughs> they had, like, Photoshop explosions in. I think that's what they always do. They, they're, like, just deny Deny, deny. It was great. Just deny it. <laughs> it's professional wrestling. We can't have fun with it. No. But, yeah, they they fixed it. It's perfect. It's good. That segment... I love it. Yeah, that segment did everything it needed to do. Like, honestly, that Omega... Omega and even Callus, I have to say, were fucking hilarious. They were great. They came off even more like the shitheads they are. Um, but I have to say, after that weird picture of Callus and Kenny shirtless... Now this 69 me dawn thing. We, oh, I don't know, bud. We know what needs to happen. <laughs> I don't know about that. What? Um, we need to have like a Jerry Springer moment and uh, ah. Kota needs to come through that forbidden door and... Uh, don't bring Kota in for something as weird as that. <laughs> we don't need Come that. win back his man. Bring back Kota, but don't do anything weird like that. No, no. All right. So next, we have our women's match. Oh. Oh, baby. Okay. So first, Britt comes out with Rebel. Then Nyla comes out with Vicky. And, and then, then... who comes out? Fucking Maki Ito. She's doing her little dance. She's doing her fucking song. 
They cut her music like 10 seconds into it as a brawl breaks out in the ring. Because everyone else, the other team of Thunder Rosa, Rio, and Sheeta run out, so they cut the music. Does Maki run to join the, uh, the clusterfuck? No. She does her entire song acapella. Ooh. And it was magical, and it was great. Commentary was loving it. Everybody loved it. Except She's for Jim Cornette. Fuck Jim Cornette. Who cares what he thinks? So, um, yeah. And then we had the match. Um, Thunder, basically, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really recap, but Thunder Rosa drops Ito, Maki Ito on her head for the pin. Baker comes in, beats her ass with a crutch. And then Britt puts her in the, what does she call? I wrote mandible claw. She puts her in the mandible claw and Rebel's rubbing a crutch across Thunder Rosa's face. So I guess that program is continuing. But all I took away from this is... Maki more, Ito's more a Maki fucking Ito. star. <laughs> and here's the thing. Like, a couple things I put down. I love how Maki Ito, her version of hulking up is just, just putting out those two middle fingers. Mm. She's such a little shithead and I love it. And that move where she just stiffens up like a like a log and tries to drop her head on someone that is probably my favorite move in all of professional wrestling <laughs> they have a name for it but i can't remember what the it kokishi. is kokishi kokishi was that it i'm pretty kokeshi? sure kokeshi I, i'm butchering it probably but that's about it yeah it's yeah it's pretty much just like a falling headbutt type thing but and she gets up on the uh turnbuckle doing her little punches i forget who she was punching and, and she starts yelling something in Japanese, and commentary sells it, says, she's asking, who's the cutest in all the world? Yeah. And I think we all know the answer. Yeah. More Maki Ito. Oh, yeah, I think we all get it. You love Maki Ito. Oh, don't sit there like you don't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, but goddamn. Fucking... Yeah, so I just say my third favorite thing in wrestling right now is the influx of new wrestlers in the women's division yes and, but i feel like sheeta i find sheeta more interesting now i feel like she's like harder now so i'm excited with what's going on in the women's division too i feel like something good might be happening here here's the thing keep that yakuza boss look she's got going on with her mm. suit and let her start cutting promos in japanese yeah. while wearing that yakuza suit yes and wielding a kendo stick yes I'm on board for all of that. All right. See, and, who says I can't book? Yeah, and with Maki Ito and Rio in there now, Rio and Riho, I'm just excited with what's going on in the women's division, actually. It's great. For the first time, like, ever. Ever, For yeah. AEW. Okay. So then we go into a back room. We got Matt Hardy with Private Party. Matt Hardy has fallen on some hard times. He needs money. And he yes. needs it quick. So, who, what new unit has he signed to make him some more money? Who, like, really, if you really thought about it and you were to guess, who would you think he would sign well, this was, to this, make him money? This was prior to the, um, the main event segment. So, I, was, you know, I would think, oh, God, is this going to be another attempt to make Sean Spears relevant? Oh, I would have gone with TH, too. I would have thought, because he was paying off Jack Evans. But it ends up being Butcher, Blade, and Bunny. And Isaiah Cassie goes, you dead ass? <laughs> he did? I, I didn't catch that. And then I was thinking in my head at the same time, 
Deadass? Like, for real? Butcher and the Blade? Here's the thing. And, and you, and you, I'm going to give you credit because you said this. Butcher and Blade, and I guess by association, Bunny, mm-hmm. they're tag team fuckboys. They just, but here's what doesn't, okay, so the whole, they were brought in as MJF's henchmen. Right. And they've kind of just been like henchmen. They were with Eddie Kingston. What I don't make, what doesn't make sense to me is that, okay. That was, that was referred to as Eddie Kingston's family. Oh, okay. But let's be honest, they were henchmen. Fucking, okay, so they're used to having people pay them. But now they've signed with Matt Hardy, so they're going to be paying Matt Hardy. Just a wee fee. 30%. I just don't. I need, like, someone to... Ex- there needs to be some kind of explanation segment for this because, like, I don't understand why Butcher and the Blade would do this. It doesn't really make sense to me. Um, but that's what happened. <laughs> I'm just reporting what happened, goddammit. It's, it's I don't the, understand it, but it happened. It's the post-revolution thing. They're they're shuffling the pieces. We'll see where it goes, but... Yeah. Kind of out of nowhere. It felt really strange to me. I never would have thought that would be his get. But, yeah, that happened. So then we get to the uh, main event match of the night. Um, Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. Um, the first thing I want to say is that I absolutely love Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, he's not in the heavyweight division right now but i feel like you could arguably say he was the first star that aew made completely on their own Mm. um but this match man i just want to say it was a good match but i'm not invested at all so it's really hard for me to really care i feel like it's interesting you say this is a good match Mm mm-hmm I feel like, you know, sometimes we'll say, oh, you know, that that guy just is a creator wrestler. I feel like if there was a create a match version of a creator wrestler, this would be that match. And I don't think that reflects poorly on Darby because I feel like Darby wasn't able to do any of his usual cool shit in this match because of Scorpio Sky. What do you mean? Why? I just I just what could he not do? I just feel like it wasn't as fast paced or high flying as it usually is. I feel like it was very athletic. I I don't know. I don't I, know if I agree with that. It just felt like a dud to me. I don't know. I feel like it just felt kind of like a dud just because you don't really care. Like, I feel like if you were really invested in this, you would have been like, that was a good match. But because you already, like, went into it not caring. That's possible. I mean, I was biased from the beginning, but... There was something really cool that happened. So, fucking, uh, Darby flies out and does a tope suicida... And Scorpio Sky counters it into a cutter outside. That was pretty epic. That was pretty good. That's pretty epic. I really like that. I, I don't know what it is. I just didn't like this match. It Well, basically, Scorpio Sky throws everything at Darby. There's a ton of near falls. He can't get it done. Darby just rolls him up. He counters into a roll-up for the win. Scorpio did everything he could, and he could not win. And I just feel like, what do we do with Scorpio now? Okay, so he was pushed before as a good guy. 
it didn't really go anywhere. He had his whole feud with Sean Spears. I don't even know how, how that turned out. I don't even remember that. I don't even know what happened with that. So now he's a bad guy because after Darby wins, he puts him in a heel hook. And he won't let go. He's trying to break his leg and his ankle. The refs run out and they have to like pull him off. So now Scorpio is a bad guy. Because he... And I know nobody expects really professional wrestlers to be, you know, Oscar winning actors. But come on. He literally looks at his hands after it's being broken up. And, like, my God, what have I done? What have I become? But oh no, I like it. Like That's like... <laughs> Really? <laughs> it was goofy as fuck. Like, there's emoting in the ring, and then there's whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> it was pretty goofy. But, okay, I just... Explain to me what happens now. Okay, so he got... There was, like, a push happening. Because remember he, like, fought Cody for the TNT belt? Yeah. So, there was, like, a push for the TNT belt when he was a good guy. It didn't pan out. So now he's a bad guy, and he's being pushed, and he gets a shot at the TNT belt, and he already lost. So he's a geek. So where do... I don't understand where we go from here like what's next for scorpio sky hopefully some dark matches yeah i feel i feel bad because i feel like scorpio sky is really athletic but he just does there's no character and that's the most important thing there's no charisma there's like who who the hell is all i know is he collects tennis shoes i don't know anything about him who? What's his character? God, I know. And then in the like, wasn't he on commentary at, at Revolution? I think it was at one point. No, I think it was like the Dynamite Before Revolution. He was but, on commentary. Yeah, but either way, and even there, he was trying to like, you know, he was like talking about like his his like his streetwear or something. His like, streetwear. I don't know, but like he was. Oh, talking well, when about, he said like he's dressed like Kanye. Yeah, it's like is that going to be his thing? Like, oh, I'm really into fashion and sneakers. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I want to be like no, but maybe I don't know. That ain't a character, bud. Oh, I just don't. I don't know. Somebody like give him a character or something. Can we do something for this man? Help, somebody help him. I feel like he's floundering a little bit. Nobody's helping him. Somebody help him. This isn't nice. Somebody help Scorpio Scott. All right. So let me get to... <laughs> I'll just move on. Somebody help the boy. I just, somebody needs to help him like come up with a character. He does need a character. And he needs to go to promo school. Maybe him and uh, Jade Cargill can... Jade who? Cargill. 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 <laughs> Y'all know Jade Cargill? <laughs> well, she's going to be on the next Dynamite. Uh, in a squash match. Yeah. That's code when they say she'll in be action. in action. If How do you feel about that? How do you feel about them telegraphing that, like, every single time? Do you think it helps because you know what to expect from the segment? Or do you think it should be... Hmm. Or do you think it, like, diminishes your desire to actually tune oh, in to watch you know it? What? Okay. If you really think about it, okay, so the difference between if they said Jade Cargill in action or if they said, like, Jade Cargill versus, you know, who's one of the... Kenzie... Uh, let's say, yeah. Whatever. So, basically, they're think This is how I think they're doing this. They think in their head, if these people think this match is going to be longer than 30 seconds, they're not going to want to tune in. But if we say they're just in action... This tells the viewer, this will only be 30 seconds and we'll all get through it. 
and then oh. we can move on. Wow, it's why, like a supportive thing. Why else would you not say who they're fighting? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I guess... I'm trying to think of the motive of not saying, you know, oh, we're having Jade Cargill versus, you know, Kenzie. Right. Yeah, I, I don't... It's weird. I could see doing it either way. It's just kind of like... I don't know. I've noticed that, and it started to it really... It makes me feel like they're like, we know you don't want to see these people wrestle all that much, so keep in mind it'll only be 30 seconds. <laughs> or it'll only be a lead-up to story. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just... Yeah, I wonder what the motivation is for selling it that I way. I can see the value in that. It's just like... I don't, though. I just... I feel like why not just mention who they're fighting? I don't know. Moving on to the actual main event segment of the show. The Inner Circle War Council. Here's what I love. The Inner Circle comes out and Judas is playing. They flash to people in the crowd not wearing their masks singing along. <laughs> Please tell me those people got kicked out. <laughs> Nobody needs to see you actually lip sync Judas. Hey, the leader of the Inner Circle himself is an anti-masker, so... Uh... <laughs> Who can blame them? Yeah, they probably thought that was like showing support to Jericho by, you know, spreading their germs around. But don't don't look to I'll tell you don't look to professional wrestlers for uh, pinnacles of virtue. Yeah, it's you're gonna have a bad just time. enjoy them as wrestlers. <laughs> All right, so we have the War Council. Jericho says they need to change things up. He thinks maybe we should add a new member. Who could it be? But no. MJF counters him by saying they should let somebody go. And he tries to do it. He tries to fire Chris Jericho. Well, we have Sammy come out. And Jericho's still mad at Sammy. Tells him he's dead to us. But he says he's got a video to show Jericho. And the video is basically them in the back room. MJF convincing the rest of the inner circle that they need to cut the head off the snake. It's basically MJF giving that, you know, evil genius James Bond speech about telling his grand master plan in explicit detail. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, he, they, he says back there that he's going to give Jericho a dirt nap, which <laughs> I just love that term. He's going to kill the boy? Yeah, yeah, actually, that's what a dirt nap means. He's going to kill Chris Jericho. So, it cuts back to the stage. MJF says, get him, and they all turn like they're going to attack Jericho. But no. But swerve. They was in on it. They was in on it. Now, here's my question, though. Does this mean... I, I can kind of get, like, you know... I don't know. Like, were, were they in on it? Was Was Sammy in on it? Was Sammy, you know... Everybody's in on it. Everybody's in on it. Everybody's, Everybody's good it. to... Okay. Everybody's in on it. Jericho says they're going to give MJF the old school inner circle beatdown. Jericho says, I'm the one who brought you in. So I'm the one who's going to take you out. My mom used to say that to me all the time. Oh, I was... <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, a, a, a therapist would say that's really taking accountability for your mistakes. Is that what my mom was doing when she said it to me? Well, no, but in the oh context, my God. the context, no, that's just some Holy shit moms shit. say. No, that's just some shit moms say. But in the context of this, I feel like it's Jericho saying, "My bad, guys. I'll handle it." You know, I like that. I appreciate that from him, not my mom. <laughs> um, 
So MJF looks scared, but then he looks serious. And he says, I've been building my own group. Lights go out. Mm-hmm. It could be anyone. Who's it going to be? It's FTR, Sean Spears, Wardlow, and Tully. Well, Wardlow makes sense. I expected to see Wardlow. Right, but... But, yeah, what? so... Four uh, horsemen, I guess. The opportunity here for a holy fucking shit moment... Maybe that was holy shit to some people. I guess? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I feel like some people might have liked that. I'm, I'm thinking real hard. I'm trying to... <laughs> trying to think outside myself don't do that (laughs) this isn't about that so there's a brawl hager gets hit with a beer bottle sammy gets attacked with a chair santana and ortiz are handcuffed and then jericho gets the diamond ring to the head he gets hit with the bat and then at the very end he gets carried off with his (laughs) arms out and his legs straight forward he gets carted off like jesus Yeah, and uh, Wardlow pops him up, power bombs him off the stage through some tables. With an obvious crash pad. I'm not mad at that. Jericho's so, an oh old man. It's so funny you say that, because I feel like that's one of those things where, like, okay, when you're a wrestling fan, you suspend disbelief, right? Mm-hmm. You see the crash pad, and you're fine with it. How does that not translate to the shitty fireworks at the end of the pay-per-view? Well. Where do you draw the line in suspension of disbelief? Because at least with the crash pad, you at least have that visual of the man going through the actual table. Whatever. I'm not I'm not ready to bring that up again. So, yeah, he gets powerbombed off the stage. He's left lying. And I guess, just like the Butcher and the Blade thing, I'm fucking confused. Why does FTR need MJF? Why would... Somebody explain this to me. I'm going to need a promo from the next place. Why the hell would FTR look to MJF as a leader? Here's here's what I, I think is going to happen. And I was right about the Eddie Kingston thing. Oh my god. Who, go ahead. So. Oh my god. Just go. I think we're going to get a promo from Tully talking about the four horsemen and saying how an MJF... He sees a young Ric Flair. And, uh... Oh my god, you might be right again and I'll be pissed. And, <laughs> and, I'll and, be fucking pissed. And MJF that sounds right. is gonna become the de facto leader of the group. Here's what I don't like about that. First of all, they don't need MJF. Like, it doesn't make sense with FTR's character. Like, the, the way they do things, it just doesn't make sense. But also, I don't want to see MJF compared to an older person do you ever feel like over that i do every time somebody does something it's like oh they're just like this person from 20 years ago and oh they're the second coming of this person from 40 years ago but if you're going to compare someone to someone that's a that's a hell of a compliment but it is a compliment i just like let's no you don't have to forget the past but like i just get annoyed when i hear people compared to older people all the time it's like can they just be their own thing I'm just glad we're not going to get any more of these fucking goofy comedy segments with uh, Jericho and MJF. Oh, for the love of God. Thank you. It's over. It's fucking over. And this isn't an original idea, but I did see online somebody said that now they've got teams for when they eventually do Blood and Guts. Mm. Which I would watch that When's that happening? I don't know. I mean, it was just some, you know, internet person saying that, but, you know, I'm sure they're thinking it. 
Yeah, so basically, I just I just don't understand this. I don't know why FTR wants MJF as a leader. I don't understand why Butcher and the Blade want to work with Matt Hardy. I just need I need some promos here. I need some backstage interviews because some of this doesn't make any sense to me. And here's what I want to know: like, okay, yeah, the, okay, so the entire inner circle was in on it. I get that on the on the you know fake turn, mm-hmm. but. Was MJF expecting that? Did MJF know that was going to happen? That beatdown? Because what's the thought there? So MJF has been busy building this faction with Tully. Mm -hmm. So if he didn't expect that, if he didn't know that beatdown was going to happen, was it just going to be like a bonus thing where now the inner circle members join his new group? would he have been like, okay, just kidding. I don't need you guys. Forget it. Cause I'm the leader of the inner circle. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, this is one of those things, but if you think about it for longer than a minute, it all falls apart. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with it, but yeah, if you think about it, it does fall apart. Tony Khan, your third <laughs> act has some problems. No, it's good enough though. It is. You know, I didn't really, it's one of those things where you, it's, it's good enough that you don't, need to question it in my head i'm just gonna pretend mjf was playing you know four-dimensional chess and knew the whole thing was gonna yeah yeah so let's just go with that dud of the night who's your dud of the night the tnt audio guy and i'm dead serious well i don't know who's responsible for that because why would aew have audio of a basketball game i don't know Maybe there's, like, a place in the truck where you, like, hook into the feed or something. I don't know, but their production staff has got to get it together. And this isn't the first time there's been an issue. There were audio issues at Revolution. So that's my dud of the night. They need to get their audio together. Stud of the night? Um, Eddie Kingston. Oh, my God, that's what I was going to pick. Eddie Kingston saved that pay-per-view, saved, you know, ran damage control like a fucking pro. Um, Give that man a raise. Give him a push. Uh, Clearly, they're going to be doing that if they're pairing him with Moxley. Uh, He is just an absolute delight. What is it about him where I feel like he can do no wrong? He just has this goddamn quality. I don't know what it is. It's just like the... The realist, what he does, his promos, they seem absolutely real. This is the actual person who's talking. How this many, isn't some character. How many wrestlers, if they were talking about going to Sing Sing or Rikers, would you just roll your eyes to the back of your fucking head to the point of needing to go to the hospital? I'm trying to think of anyone else who could get away with that. Couldn't you see WWE trying to pull that shit with like the Usos or... Oh, what, the penitentiary? Yeah, like, couldn't you see that? <laughs> and just being like, come the fuck on. But with Eddie... Yeah. You don't question it. No. No, Eddie is the stud of the night. For sure. Um, yeah. So that's it. I would rate this, because I feel like I'm doing a rating thing. I'm going to give it... 3 out of 5. Wait, what, did, what was my rating score? I can't remember. Was it out of 5 or 6? I don't remember. I'm rating it... As good. It was a good show. I liked it. It was good. They fixed what they needed to fix. They got yeah. me interested I'm in Christian. I'm going to say it's a good plus then. Because they fixed Revolution. Good plus. That rating makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> what the I, hell? I'll give it a good plus. 
Very enjoyable. I don't know why, because obviously this is being filmed on Saturday, so it's been a few days. But what happened with the ratings? I don't know. Why did so, was it because of the audio problem? Did people turn the shit off? Because I'm not going to lie, I can kind of see that. Because that was really long and really annoying. It was pretty deep into the show when that happened, too. I'm just surprised the ratings weren't higher post-revolution. Not that I actually give a fuck about the ratings. Just surprising. Yeah. I'm not sure what ratings even mean, really. But... Well, I don't know what day of the week it is, so clearly I don't know what time means. <laughs> you thought this was Monday. <laughs> Alright, so that was Dynamite. And uh, next week we have St. Patrick's Day Slam. The main event of Britt Baker versus <gasps> Thunder Rosa... In the second ever oh. Lights Out unsanctioned match. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I could not be more excited about that. They better and go hard. This match better be every bit as brutal as the Omega it Mox match from Full Gear. Because if they don't, then it's going to be like, oh well... That one sucked because they used women wrestlers. It really is. And they had to have known that. So See, that's a sad thing about, like, fucking the stuff with women's wrestling. Because you have to go fucking twice as hard as the well, men. No, let's or be... it becomes, oh, that's not as good because it's the women. Well, no. let's. Here's the thing. I'm not asking them to go twice as hard because they're women. I'm asking them to go as hard. Because if they go as hard as Omega and Mox mm -hmm. did at full gear... That'll be fantastic, and people won't shut up about it, and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they need to go twice as hard just because they're women. It's I think, like a whole thing, though, because like I no matter if, what you do, if it doesn't pan out, it's because of your gender. I think if they half-ass it, people are going to say, oh, Well, so they're not going to half-ass it. Why did they, or if they are not allowed to do certain spots. That's what I'm worried about. So in, I'm worried they'll rein it in because they're women, and then people will be like, well, that sucked because they're women. <laughs> so don't rein it in because they're women. I don't think the wrestlers would do that. It would be whoever fucking is putting the match together, the producers, or whoever says yes or no to things. It better fucking be nuts. Earlier in the in the show, during that awesome Eddie Kingston Moxley promo, Moxley said, if you've got a weapon and you're going to show a weapon, you better use it. Yeah. If you're going to call something a lights out match, mm -hmm. you better fucking deliver. Yeah. You hear that WWE with your hell in a cell oh pay-per-view. And you don't want that. You don't want lights out. And they've done no, I didn't need to bring that up, but I mean, come on. And they've done an amazing job of protecting this. I mean, even with the barbed wire fucking death match for the title, that wasn't lights out. Yeah. This is, this is the second ever oh, in two years. If they fuck this up. I'm really, I'm actually, now you've got me all worried because... If they do fuck this up, it'll be it'll be blamed on the fact that they're women wrestlers, and then you'll never see a fucking another lights out women's match. You won't. Damn, that's a lot of pressure. Nope. Yeah. So, Andy Hoozle, that was the show. Yeah. That's the show. That's the show. That's, that's it. it. It's over. That's Turn the shit off. All right. Bye. See you. Oh wait. I might be doing, like, recap shows of Elevation and um, Dark. You but it's just going to be... 
I probably am. I just don't want to promise anything. You can't commit to that. This isn't a promise. Because they're so long. Well, the reason I'm not promising is because I haven't seen Elevation, so I don't know yet if I could sit through this. But uh, if I can, I'm going to be doing a recap show, but I think it'll just be me because... I'm not. Because he's not going to fucking watch it. But I'll watch it, and I'll do... It'll be a really quick recap show of just, like, what the match is and what happened, like, straightforward. I'm really interested in the main event of the first elevation, though, because holy shit. It? It's Riho versus Maki Ito. Oh, so you're going to watch now? Why, I'm going to watch Because your fucking event. waifu's in it? No, shit. <laughs> why are they giving that away on free TV? On, 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 not on free YouTube. TV. Oh, why are they doing that on Dark? Elevation. I don't know. I have no idea. Put that on the show. My God. Well, it's because it's the first elevation and they want people to watch it. Okay, so they're sucking you in. They're sucking you in with that great match. And then next week it'll be Matt Seidel versus fucking <laughs> Shoddy Lee or whatever. <laughs> All right, you're such a bitter asshole. I am. All but right. I'm also George. I'm Melissa. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye.